You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tuned in today. Today we will be in John chapter 10. On Sundays, we're preaching about the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is our shepherd. And I'm encouraging our church family to allow God to take personal leadership of their lives. And today I want to read from John 10, where Jesus picks up this powerful biblical theme of God being our shepherd. So I want to read about our shepherd and his voice. Let me read a couple of verses from John 10. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand that he what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This is a pretty powerful passage in the New Testament. Jesus calls himself the gate or the door, and he also calls himself the good shepherd. And both metaphors are extremely powerful biblically and powerful in this passage and powerful for me and you, right? So Jesus says that anybody who comes by a different way that climbs over the wall to get into the sheep pen, you know, those people are robbers or thieves or burglars. But the, the, the shepherd, the real shepherd, doesn't have to do that. He comes in through the gate. And then Jesus says he is the gate. Well, he's talking about his own death, that he is going to give his life to die so that we, as the flock of God's pasture, can enter our inheritance, that we can join the good shepherd and live in God's house. But the only way to enter God's fold will be through Jesus, the gate. There's no other way. So if we try to slip in and lead people away towards wealth or self-made righteousness with the rules of religion, these people are bad instructors, bad teachers. In this, in this example, they're robbers or thieves. But Jesus says that he's the door. Nobody's going to come in through any other way. And we realize from reading John's gospel that what he means is that he is the entrance to God's family, to God's household. And in fact, in John chapter 14, he says it's almost the same thing in a different way. You're very familiar with this passage, I'll bet. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is in the context when he's telling the disciples that they're going to come to him. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I not have told you? And then he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And they say, we don't know the way. 
way? And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it's weird for Jesus to say, I'm the door, except when you've heard him say, I'm the way, you start to understand the picture that he is telling us that his laying down of his life is how he's going to lead us to be with God. He is the entrance for us. And anybody that tries to get around the cross and the empty tomb is going to lead you someplace besides the pastures of God. Somebody that tries to come in through works-based religion or righteousness or pressure or guilt or you know pleasures of the world or whatever, if you're not coming in through the door, Jesus, you're not going to be leading us to green pastures. That's step one. But the other thing he says here is he says that he's the good shepherd. Now, this is a really, really, really powerful contrast. Remember, he talked about thieves kind of sneaking in to, you know, to prey on the sheep. I really think he's talking about, unfortunately, religious leaders, false religious leaders in the first century and before who had positions, power, prestige because of their positions of authority religiously, but they weren't operating for God, according to the to the will of God, in the name of Jesus, they weren't operating for the good of the sheep. So maybe these would like be priests, like the high priest who was going to call for the execution of Jesus, who was not doing the will of God. Now, rather, they were prospering because of their religious position, and they were leading the sheep. Right? They were teaching them things, telling them things, you know, putting things on their back for them to have to do. But they weren't doing that according to the will of God, and also. They were not entering through the way of Jesus. They were rejecting the Messiah instead of following the Messiah. And so they're showing themselves to be thieves who are only stealing from the sheep. And this plays back from an, a metaphor in, in Ezekiel chapter 34, where the prophet condemns religious leaders who are preying on the sheep, who are using their people to become prosperous or wealthy or have prestige or an easy, luxurious life, but they're not serving the sheep. They're using the sheep. They want to eat the sheep in Ezekiel 34, but they don't want to care for the sheep. And so here in John 10, Jesus is letting us know, look, there's a lot of people who would like to lead you. There are a lot of voices and influences that would like to direct your paths. But if they're not coming to you through Messiah Jesus, through the one who was crucified for you and who was raised from the dead for you, if they're not coming to you through that doorway, then they're thieves. They're robbers. They will take from you. They won't help you. And Jesus makes this powerful contrast. He says one of the most memorable verses from the Gospel of John. He said, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So these influences that would prey on you, that would serve the devil, who is the, the chief thief who wants to steal, kill, and destroy, they're not going to help you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to take joy. They're going to take peace. They're going to take prosperity. They're going to take your energy, your strength, your life, your purpose, your focus. They may take your career or your family, but they're not going to use it for you or for Jesus or for the kingdom they're taking because the thief who comes some other way except through Messiah Jesus, through his crucifixion and resurrection, the thief who comes some other way is going to steal, kill, and destroy. But the contrast of this is powerful. But Jesus says, but I have come that they could have life and have it to the full. And then he tells you how. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. So in contrast to all the other influences and leaders who would take from you, Jesus has come to give. And it's 100% true that you and I give our lives to Jesus, totally committed to him. But I want you to understand that we've done that in response to him. Because he did not come to take, to steal, to kill, or destroy. He came to give his life 
so that you could have life to the full. He is the gate. He is the good shepherd. The other thing that I love in this passage is that Jesus acknowledges that his sheep will know his voice. His people, those chosen by God who give their life to the Lord and want to belong to God, they'll hear the voice of Jesus and follow it. And so that makes me want to encourage you in this podcast episode, whether you're listening late at night or early in the morning or while you're on your morning walk, whether you're sitting in the pickup line about to start your school day or just finishing it up, I want to encourage you. Are you listening to the voice of Jesus? Do you know it when you hear it? Are you thirsty for it, hungry for it? Are you listening for your good shepherd? There are a thousand voices that would love to lead you. I'd love for you to listen to the one who really loves you, to the one who is the gate, the way, the truth, the life, to the one who is the good shepherd who lays down his life for you. Church, let's be led personally and led well by Jesus. Let's listen for his voice. Today, let's lay down our preferences, our pride, and let's allow Christ to lead us. Let's be totally surrendered to him. Maybe there's some issues in your life this week that you should just lay at the feet of Jesus and ask him, how do you want me to handle these? And do what you know he teaches you biblically. Like, let's follow Christ. Let's let the good shepherd lead us. Hear his voice. Follow him. Church family, I love you. Have a fantastic day. 